Welcome to Talking Context with Tim, Cody, and Tyler. Uh, we're joined by Pedro Verge. And was I good? Was yeah, that, man, that's, that's I, I had to make sure I put the accent on Verge. Verge. Yeah. All right, we're good. So <laughs> we're, we're joined by Pedro Verge, and Pedro's with Career Source uh, here in the Brooksville area. He's uh, He's played a big part in for myself and my healing. He's helped me. Uh, he's himself and Jose Infante. They the two that uh, work at Career Source. He'll tell you a little bit more about his duties and his jobs at Career Source. But uh, he's the one that kind of directed me, helped me to get here, and he's helped me stay on track and checked in on me You're over the last year. You're doing good too, year. man. You're Thank doing you, really man. good. Thank We're you. We're proud man. of you. Thank you. Uh, I'm working hard, and and it's. It's good to hear when people notice it that way, and it's for me, so it, it, it keeps me. It's affirmation for me, so it is. thank you. It is. You did it all yourself, though, man. We just pointed you in the right direction. That's it. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. It means a lot to me. So um, tell, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. And um, Well, my name is Pedro. I um, actually work for our, uh, it's, it's the Department of Economic Opportunity, Okay. Um, but um, we are housed with a career source, so we're under a career source. And um, I am a uh, disabled veterans outreach program specialist, DVOP for DVOP. Um, for short. And um, basically, my job uh, consists of helping veterans with a uh, significant barrier to employment. There's twelve of them. Um, the main three ones that we actually bump into, mm -hmm. or I will say four, it's um, when a veteran is homeless, has served, um, you know, being incarcerated. Um, has a, uh, a disability connection, mm -hmm. and also um, now with the new uh, the new era of veterans that are that are coming through the pipes, um, it's the age. So anybody from you know nineteen to twenty four, eighteen mm. to twenty four. That's new. Yeah, there. yeah. That's so awesome. they're um, you know you get these guys that they join the military straight out of high school. Right. They come out and they don't. They don't have any work experience or anything like that. Or any real direction at all. Exactly. And that, that's exactly. what you guys so, are there for. What we do is uh, we take them in. Um, I don't like calling it, uh, you know, case management. Right. Um, it's more like a coaching. So what we do is we help them with or her with a veteran, uh, I mean, uh, with a resume, mm -hmm. um, job search. Um, we got a lot of resources in the county and outside of the county. So... Um, if there's something that we cannot help them with, then we refer them to that to that resource. Awesome. You know? um, for example, if they need uh, help with an electric bill, mm -hmm. um, we obviously cannot do that. Well, we got a, a Mid Florida Community Services. <clears throat> excuse me. That um that actually can take care of that as long as they they're eligible for it. And we've spoken before on the podcast about their, the Hernando County Veterans Coalition and what they're trying to accomplish. And Pedro's a big part of that and himself and Jose. They've right. kind, they're kind of the implemented the whole thing and got the ball rolling with it. And they, they're, they're doing a great job with that because today we just had another meeting. It was yes. our second one and, second we had one. A, and we had more people than the first. So that's always encouraging. That means the word's getting out there. Yeah, so it that's is. good. It's definitely working. And that's, it, it stems from his, their idea of their years or time that they've spent working with mid Florida and doing hand in hand and, Right, tired I mean, of, of, tired of guys like me falling through the cracks or Cody falling through the cracks. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's the that's the main thing behind it is um, a lot of the organizations they 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 mean well. They have a lot of uh, of resources that they can that they can uh, uh, 
offer. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be able to help the veteran, you know, with everything. Right. So um, we come with a with with baggage, you know, that mm-hmm. there's not only one problem. There's usually multiple issues that we have that affect our lives, you know, in everyday life. 100%. So, um, so the whole main idea on the Hernando uh, Veterans Coalition is to get all the organizations in the county mm-hmm. to actually work in conjunction, work together. And not just state organizations. You're also open to businesses and right. doctors Any, and anybody who wants to help veterans. They're more than welcome to join the coalition right. and, and right. help the, out. The, the, more, the more bodies, the more minds, the more experience we have right. behind, um, you know, under, under, you know, in the coalition, mm-hmm. then um, I think the better the success as far as, you know, uh, helping that veteran see him or her through, right. make sure that he or she get the help that they need, stop falling for the cracks. The whole idea about this is that if somebody walks into an office, uh, you know, a veteran walks into an office, um, there's not a no response behind a question that that veteran may have. So, you know, they for, for instance, they come to uh, employ Florida and they, they ask about the work and the job, the employment, yeah. Mm-hmm. While we're doing the whole interview thing, you know, the veteran says, well, by the way, I got... I need help with, uh, you know, I would like to go back to school or um, I need help with my water or I'm about to get evicted because I can't pay my rent. Right. <clears throat> um, is there any way that you guys can help me with that? I'm not going to say no, you know, because we hear that as combat vets, we hear that a lot. And that's something lot. here at the Heat Factory as well. Like you're not going to hear no, because even if we don't know the answer, we're not going to tell you no I don't know, right. but we'll tell you, I don't know, but I'm going to go find you that answer. Right. So, and that's definitely the feeling I've always gotten from you and Jose and even Glenn over there at Career Source. So, um, you're all, it needs to be said and thank you for your service because you're also a veteran. Yeah, correct? for sure. And, thank you, um, can you tell us a little bit about your veteran services? Because I, I, I know that has to speak to why you do what you do now. So right. maybe it helps people to understand why you're so passionate with yeah, this I'm, Career Source I am, the Coalition. Um, I joined uh, 1999. I went to Fort Benning, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, and uh, did my <clears throat> my uh, my basic training there. Um, did six years in the infantry. Um, I did uh, uh, two tours in Iraq, and uh, you know I got hurt over there, and uh, you know went through some. You know I don't really like to get into it because mm-hmm. I start getting a little, but. <clears throat> um, I've done, you know, we, we, we've seen things. So, um, what, what, what inspired you to go into the military initially? Was it just, tell, just, it just circumstance? Tell you, you just the truth. To get out of your neighborhood? It was, was it? it was basically, I was going to college, man. I was, I was, I was going to USF mm. and, um, I got into the whole party scene. My dad was paying for college. He goes like, this shit ain't going to fly. Yeah. So you're going to have, you know, figure life you're out. You're going to have to figure it out by yourself. And yeah. I was like, shit. All right. Well. Let's see what I can do. And um, so I joined the army and, uh, you know, to get my, finish my, my, my college education after, afterwards and all that stuff. But, uh, so how, how, since that you went in in 99 and you were already currently in, what was it like for you? If you could speak on it, September 11th happened while you were in the military. See, I got out. 
in mm-hmm. 2000. Mm-hmm. And then I experienced September 11th. I was in the streets of Brooklyn. I was across the water from the World Trade Center. I went through that tragedy firsthand. And then right. two months later, I was back in the Navy. I raised my hand again. So I just want to know if, I was there, if you could in, speak on that, like what it was like to be in when that happened. In, in 9-11, I actually was going through PLDC. PLDC in the Army back then. Now they call it something else. I, I can't remember. And what um, does PLDC stand for PLDC, for people who don't know at It's um, Primary Leadership Development Course. Primary Leadership Development Course. You're right. It's, uh, PLDC is the... And now it's called... Primary Leadership that- Development Course. Now it's BLC, BLC, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically, you're going to get your E5. Mm-hmm. That's where you go for. Um, and uh, we were actually going through uh, the whole land navigation section of the of the course. Um, and one of the LTs uh, opens the door and he says, turn the fucking TV on. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he turned it on, um, we saw the first tower. It was up in smoke. And um, seconds after that, the other plane comes from the left hand of the... Mm-hmm of the TV screen and crashes into the second one. And there was silence. There was nothing but silence there. Yeah, because initially I remember, I I still remember that day, like if it was just yesterday and it was just one of those things that initially the news and everybody was putting out that it was an accident. It was a prop plane. And it wasn't until they saw on camera that second plane coming in and it hit and everybody, then that's when everybody's jaws dropped. That's when the whole, the news stations, everything changed. The dynamic of what was going on that morning changed that instant yeah, we, when the second plane hit. The first plane hit, the reports was that it could have been, it was maybe a prop plane, a Cessna, it was something small. And then when that's when people saw that big that big flight coming in and hitting that damn thing, like yeah. Um, so I have a my brother-in-law and my good buddy of mine, they were down by the pier, smoking a blunt, chilling. It was morning time, it was waking bake before they go to work type of thing. And they saw that plane coming over the water before it even hit. That's crazy. They watched it hit the building from the water. They thought they were high. Like, they were just, what the hell am I smoking? Just seeing shit. And, you know, and, and it's traumatizing to a lot of us in different ways. For me, that was very uh, impressionable day for me. Like, it definitely left a, a, a something in me. But Yeah, you know, that day, that day was the day that, um, that I decided, I told myself I was going to, I was gonna make a career out of it. Really? I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 in here for the long run. I was like, this shit ain't gonna fly. And that's what it did for me. I went back in. Yeah. I was out. I was done with the Navy. I had done five years. I was like, yo, I'm good. Right. And I went right back in. Like two months later, I was yeah. there. But then um then we got uh we got called up to go to uh Operation Iraqi Freedom. Um December twenty sixth of two thousand two, we got the word that we were gonna go. Mm. So, um, so, you know, I had to cancel, uh, weddings, you mm-hmm. know, my wedding with my wife and all that stuff. We did kind of a shotgun wedding. Um, yeah, so you were, you were definitely in the first wave because yeah, we were in the, um, in the push. There was already a battle group. There's always a battle group out there in mm-hmm. the Navy, but we were actually the first battle group to go for that purpose, right. which was the enterprise to relieve the battle group that was there. And when we went, it was just one of those things that it was, um, 
It was very different. Like I talked to Joe downstairs, our nutritionist, and he went in early on as well. He went there before there was supply lines, before there was any yeah, of that man. Shit. So that's why I, it's I, good I, to you, hear that I, you I was, were there too. I was talking to Joe, and Joe was in the same. Uh, we were running um, LSA Anaconda. Look at that. You know, and um, Joe said that he was in the 82nd Airborne, mm-hmm. and and I was like, wait, Balad, like Anaconda, and he was like, yeah, and I was like, man, I think you guys relieved us, man, and uh, yeah, might have. And I told him about <laughs> one incident, man, one incident that I was going to the freaking air Air Force. The Air Force is finally going to Anaconda. They're landing their big ass planes because they deemed it that they could finally go there. You know, right. they, they, the Air Force, they're, they're very logistically pe- challenged and peculiar with they their, have to be... with their, where they send their birds because yeah. they're so expensive, you know? Well, they so, don't want to get them dirty. Either, no, so. so it's like the C5, C5, right? I don't want to get a bullet hole yeah. in them. But, um, the, the whole thing was that, um, it, it was the, the, I don't remember if it was the day that we were leaving or the day before. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go to where the Air Force is at, and I'm going to take a fucking shower there because they had those they trailers. Had the they had the good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. They travel well. And as I'm walking uh, from my tent, I'm passing the, uh, I'm passing the, the, about to pass the 82nd Airborne uh, where they were, where they were staying at, their tents, and uh, all, of the, all of a sudden I hear a thump, you know? And I stopped, and there's a little cloud Ooh. in front of me. And it was a rocket, a dud, Ooh. that had just landed right in front of me. Um, Holy shit. It was probably about 20 feet from me. And uh, I saw a second one go into their tent. Mm. And when I was talking to Joe, Joe remembers that. <laughs> he said that Joe, was, Joe was one of the personnel wow. that went. I was like, man, I can't believe you were there at the same time when that happened. Holy shit. I was like, yeah, I turned my happy ass around, lit up a cigarette. <laughs> I was I was wider than I what I was right now. I went back to the tent. My boys were like, "Sarge, what, sorry, what's going on?" And I was like, "Man, I, if I told you, you wouldn't even believe." You wouldn't me even right believe now. it. When I told them what happened, these dumbasses grabbed their cameras they and they started it, right? running it over there and freaking. I was like, "All right, man, I'm not writing no fucking letters." <laughs> so, um, I'm not explaining to your I'm wife not explaining that you wanted to wife go that see a dud yeah, that blew up. Yeah, you went looking for danger. Yeah. So, um. But um, like I said, I got hurt over there, and um, uh, you know, when it came to me, uh, you know, re-signing, mm-hmm. re-upping, um, my mom and my wife kind of ambushed me, and they said that you know, my mother that they that I got hurt, my dad started drinking again after 13 years. Um, my uh, mom got high blood pressure. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that I had to take in consideration as far as like my family unit goes too. And you got hurt on your second deployment. And when I you guess were out well, there. we there was a one long deployment. Okay. So um, we got uh, attached to the uh, third ID, third ID left. Mm-hmm. Then we got attached to fourth ID, fourth ID left, mm. second ID, second ID left, and then finally the 82nd Airborne came in and relieved us. So they said that quote unquote we got lost in the matrix. It's crazy. The more I talk to you guys, more so army veterans like you guys just get shit on bro oh yeah like i mean in a way that i'm not talking like we all have our thing where army gives you know navy shit navy gives marine shit you know that kind of joking and that's that's, that yeah that's just how we get along in our community right but i'm being serious as fuck right now like as far as you guys 
I've heard multiple veterans talk about, oh, I'm supposed to be, I was supposed to be there for a year and I'm there two years or I get keep getting attached. Right. And just, or Joe told his story about how he was supposed to get out his EAOS and, you know, like it just rolls over. Like I got like seven combat patches that I can put on my sleeve and on one deployment. That's crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, you, you know, like that. it's, it's mind boggling because the Navy's actually, the way the Air Force is sticklers about where they send their equipment the Navy's that way about where they send us. Yeah. And if you're going to be on deployment for six months, you're going to be on deployment for six months. Yeah, like they, you're going to be on the ship. The ship has to come back. There's other things that are involved because it's equipment. And I think maybe because you guys are quote unquote, rotation. You guys are just bodies. You guys are just rotating in and out. Right. Where for us, the ships are what have to rotate in and out. They care more about the ships than they do the sailors. They, you know, they care about us because we're the ones running That's it. That's their but baby, man. You guys are the Air Force and the Sea, man. That's a... Well, we're better okay, than that. Yeah. We're yeah. better than that. You guys got both, so... We... we, you, we got, you got planes and boats. Yeah. We're that, you know... <laughs> we're, we're, we're blessed that way. You know, we're blessed with the doubles of riches. Yeah. But would you trust me, I would love to have the Air Force budget in the Navy. <laughs> Because we make things work even though we ain't got the money to make them work on a ship. So sometimes you pass inspections that you shouldn't have passed and right. things like that because you're just using gum to put <laughs> keep shit together. Like so that shit's real? You literally really using that? gum, bro. All right. Um, I mean, you, you know, you do what you got to do to keep the ship running, man. You got a mission to uphold. You know, you can't, you, you don't want to be the guy that the captain knows by name because you fucked up the inspection yeah. like you you messed Maybe. up the inserve or you know what i mean like you're that one machinist mate down in the hole that left a screw loose or something that they inspect oh, hell no i'm not that guy i had no way you'll be that fucking guy right not there. me i'm not that dude so how now you got a, you did that deployment you got hurt obviously yeah um i finished i, I finished my whole my my uh you did your EAOS. You yeah, did your time. I did everything so you what year did you get out 2005 you got out in 05 and how, now how was that I know you spoke a little bit as you worked for State Farm in the beginning, you mm-hmm. know, and how was that transition when you got out? Like, what was life like for you when you got we out? We didn't have any transition, to tell you the truth, man. It was, uh, when we got back to Fort Stewart, um, it was a, uh, you know, we were meet at the chapel mm-hmm. and this is what you got to do. My wife was there. Don't piss them off. Then all that kind of thing. Here's some pamphlets, some phone numbers and see you later, man. You know, so, um, there was not really a, um, I know you guys, these guys are going through now a whole transitioning. Well, when I got, yeah, they, they, even when I got out in 2000, they, for the Navy, we did what was called taps. It was like a two week thing. You go for a few hours a day. They go over, they might have a guy come in, show you how to tie a tie, how to put on a suit. Um, I was more they like give you mostly, three days. Most of it is mostly pamphlets. It's mostly paperwork right. of where you can go if you do. We need to help. Mm-hmm. If you need this, you need that. Go to this web. Go to that. And but it was two thousand. When I got on 05, they didn't do it that way because I got out on medical. So it was kind of like, you're done. See you later. Mm-hmm. You know, here's your paperwork. Give me your ID and get the hell out of here. Right. And you know, but they do do it. They do do some form in the army and for these guys. But it's still. Just a it's formality. not enough. It's man. just a formality. It's yeah. like you said, like they're just telling your wife, don't piss him off. When I went through TAPS, they, my wife wasn't included. So that's something that we're trying to harp on on the show here is that um, the transitional period, if they made that easier for us as veterans before mm-hmm. we got out, maybe they'd save less money and resources on us with the VA. And then the thing you is know, that, you like, know, you go you go through this stuff, um, you know, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been, what, since 2005? 
And um, uh, crazy, we got I, out the same year. Man. I remember uh, right in Fort Stewart. You know, uh, we went uh, to a Taco Bell. I went there with my wife, my squad leader, and his wife. Mm -hmm. And um, we're still in DCUs. We got the DCUs on and all that stuff. And I remember um, getting to that Taco Bell, and then all of a sudden, my heart starts pumping hard, beating hard. I start sweating. Everything goes kind of like into the tunnel. Um, everything gets muffled. Right. And I had to get the fuck out, you know? And um, I didn't understand what the hell was going on. I thought I was just like, okay, I can't be there. Uh, you just go in there. And I told my wife, just go in there, order me a freaking nacho bell grinder or whatever the fuck, right. and then come out. And uh, and we ate by the car, mm. you know. So uh, that doesn't now that I that 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 I know what it is to like deal with the whole post traumatic stress disorder and everything, um, anxiety, depression, and all that crap. I I can definitely understand what i was going through that yeah, day but that day i had no clue what was going on with me right because i mean the way i explain it to people for me like my friends and families like yo i was in a cloud right i was in like this fog for whatever amount of years mm -hmm. and i'm getting punched and kicked and tripped and all of this shit is happening to me i don't see where these puños are coming from i don't see where these punches are coming from so how do i defend myself i just got to take the licks and keep on going through the fog until i find my way out right Thankfully, I found the heat factory. Thankfully, the heat factory helped me to get out of that fog. Beto, right now, what I can see is I see those punches coming. Yeah. So if you're a boxer and you get in the ring with a boxer and I see those those punches coming, I may get hit here and there, but I know how to dodge. I know how to duck. Exactly. And now that's how I feel life is hitting me. Now I can see those punches coming. I can see with I can duck and dodge. Am I still going to get hit? You can deal with it. You I'm can... going to get hit. Yeah. Boxers get hit. Nobody goes in the ring and doesn't get hit. You're gonna get hit by life, but that's how I feel now. That's just my way of kind of no, dealing it's a, with it's it. And it's a great way that you it. put it that way because it is a fight. You know that this whole post-traumatic, this PTSD thing with mm -hmm. you know that the vets go through and everything. It is a fight. Yes, it's a fight for your life. It is really. You know, it's another it's another fight that you're doing, and you are fighting every day. Yep. You are fighting yourself. You're fighting other people. You know, you're fighting your mind, your spirit. You're fighting everything. Physically, you're exhausted. The worst part is you don't know why. And you don't know why. And you don't know why. But the thing, the beauty of, of it now, what I see on you is, like you said, you're, you're, you're dodging. You're still fighting. Mm -hmm. But you, you're able to, you know, identify. Mm -hmm. what is coming at you. you. You know how to deal with it now, yep. you know, in a certain way. I was in the same, I was in your same shoes, man, at one point, you know, I, 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 uh, I mean, hell, even recently, you know, I just stopped drinking, you know, I'm about to be 10 months sober. Um, you know, I was hitting the bottle hard. Mm -hmm. um, I thought, you know, that I was a monster. Nobody loved me, you know, fuck the world, fuck everybody. Hey, yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you get into that rut and you don't understand why. It's just everything is just negative. There's you just don't feel like you're numb to life. And like some of us can put a happy face in front of everybody and move, you know, across the sea of people and all that stuff mm -hmm. and put on a happy face and I'm okay. But inside, 
they're fighting demons. You're but fighting everything. I think even everything. those people who are putting on that face, they all come to terms eventually because I was one of those people. I, I was one of them For 20 too. years, I you went You come through, to terms as soon as you get back in the car. As soon as, yeah, it's different. As soon as you get back in the car. You're just like, Ooh, yeah, you're like, like, oh, thank God, thank that's God, over. it's over. Yeah. Like, I don't have to deal. Oh, thank God, dinner's yeah. over. I don't have to deal with the restaurant and the people, you know. And you're fighting through it, and you don't even know why you're fighting. Why it makes you uncomfortable? Why you can't sit with your back to a door? Why you can't do? It? You mm-hmm. just think it's how I was raised, or I'm just I'm quick tempered. I'm this way, and nah, that's some of it. But mm-hmm. some of it is really enhanced by what you were taught and you learn and your experiences. Right, and I experienced with stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I I also I had um. I had a service dog, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I say I had, he's still with us, you know, with, uh, thank God, but, um, his name is Gunner and, uh, this dog saved my life. I walked with him for two years, mm. you know, and it was trained by canine partners for Patriots, you awesome know, organization. I, I awesome. love Mary Peters and Ron or whatever. They, I'm trying to get awesome in, I'm, I'm working on my application to get my, get in with them and hopefully be able to use my own dog. And they they said they're open to that if I could use my own yeah, dog to that's help what me I train. Did. So that's what I did. I kind of did is um, they just want to make sure that the dog mm-hmm. and you have this chemistry and this connection and everything. Thankfully, I did have me and you know Gunner and I we did have that connection and uh, um, you know this dog went with me. He still works at home. You know, like I can be watching a Buccaneers. Yeah, I am a Buccaneers fan, by the way. It's we'll, a it's a love it it's, it's, a, it's a love hate we relationship. Won't hold it so he, he loves the young. You know, there's there's a lot of fucks going out the TV um, every Sunday during football season. <laughs> High so, vigilance towards uh, the TV. Yeah, man, <laughs> throwing shoes and tacos and shit at the TV. <laughs> no, but and then uh, you know, as soon as I I, I throw an F bomb, the dog is it could be in the, in the the other room and he'll come running towards me mm-hmm. and put his paw. He's like, hey man, you okay? Wow. So he's, he still does that. Um, but uh. I stopped walking with him because I got to a place where I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be walking with a dog for the rest of my life. You know, I got to see, I got to, I got to see if I can do this by myself. It was more like a bridge to your independence, like having the dog. I started coming out and all that stuff, coming out of, you know, out of the, out of the house and, and, and going to places and stuff like that. And, uh, it, it, it was it was nice, you know, it's mm-hmm. having my, my, well, my buddy. It did there. its job. I mean, he did his job. He still works for you at home, though, right? Like, yeah. if you have a nightmare and all of that, he's yeah, there yeah. for you. So yeah, he gets up his fat ass on top of the. I mean, he, top of the <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely doing a good job, Pedro, because I can see a change in you. I don't know, if, yeah. like, over like the last few months. So I know that you've mentioned that you, you know, you've gotten sober and stuff. I, did. I didn't even know all of that, but yeah. I did notice a change. And we spoke not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And I told you this, I told you, and you told me, you were like, man, you look different. And so it's good to see it in each other when we're doing the right thing and we're working. And I tell my family this now because they get a little annoyed, especially my daughter and my nieces and stuff. They're younger and they're like, oh, Dio, oh, dad. And I'm like, I need to tell you good things when you do them good. I need to be able to make that point to you and br- address it. Because the world tells us that we're full of negative shit all the time. Right. If I if we don't tell each other that we're doing a good job, who's going to tell us? The world isn't going to tell us. No. So I make it a point, and even Cody gets like laughs at me sometimes because I'm. This is what I'm supposed to do. If I'm supposed to do this, I'm going to do it. Right. Like this is my way of paying it forward. My way is just spread positivity, be of service to people. Like I just want to help. I want people to feel what I've learned and what I feel. I want to bottle it in a bottle and sell this shit, bro. 
I wish I could. I no, it, it is. Away. I it, is it. it is a way of. I sell it for the heat factor. And <laughs> <laughs> and it's a way. It is a way of you actually healing because you're you're moving forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And the thing is that you you take your experience and you you say it to everybody else to where to help you out. You know, it yes. helps you out when yes. you're helping somebody else because that other veteran can actually be like, oh shit, man, I'm going through the same thing. You know. Um, and it took a lot for me to get there because I had to shed and that's where I was my going anger, to. my fear, and my shame to get you there. You don't, exactly, that shame, that shame, guilt, you know, whatever it is that is going through your mind, mm -hmm. fear of what others are going to think of you, um, you know, shame of who you are, you know, guilt of what you've done. Yep. That, that, all that stuff kind of goes out the window. Yep. You see things a different way. And um, I went to uh, this, uh, uh, this recovery center. Um, uh, spring gardens mm -hmm. and uh, they they showed me all that stuff man you know and and that's what I learned here at the heat man. it was all it was first of all I was like man what the hell am I doing yes! here like wait, this is this is like some holistic crap that I don't need this ain't gonna work I'm not gonna hug a tree if they want me to hug a tree they got another thing coming yeah um, that's how I, I felt was one of them here, was like man. oh we're gonna do yoga today the hell we are you know I was like I'm not doing yoga yoga's are for sissies yep and uh, I tried it one day, and this lady whooped my ass, man, on yoga. Like, I did not know you could sweat so much yeah. doing yoga. But at the same time, that day, I felt different. Like, I released a lot of stuff. I know I sound like a kumbaya guy No, right so now, we're going to get you to come to yoga here at the Heat Factory, um, right? That's a negative goes right. No, maybe one day. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're trying to get a regular person maybe, here, so maybe, we come maybe, once maybe, a week? Yeah, once a week. I'll try it. Ain't nothing wrong with I'll that. I'll try it. There's nothing wrong. But, um... But no, they 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 actually they helped me out, you know, through that part. I never tried that part of something of, different. It was something different, and it and it and it captivated my attention, mm. you know, because I felt uh, a sense of relief mm. when I was done with it. That I was like, wait a second, there's no Paxil that's ever done this. There's no freaking Trazodone that's ever done this. You know what I mean? Yep, hundred percent. I felt like I was, uh, I was actually, I was actually relaxed. You yeah. know, that's and, how I felt about the heat factor. And man. I, Same I, thing. I walked up to the yoga instructor and uh, she was like, so how was it? And I was like, push me harder. Mm. And she was like, don't, don't say that to me. I was like, push me harder. So every, every week we had, uh, we had twice a week. We had yoga See, but and that's meditation. Why you say no, now he's like negative ghost rider. Because <laughs> <laughs> he made him push you <laughs> to the point where you don't want to do it. No, no I more. loved it. I loved it. Actually, it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. So, um, uh, because if we didn't do yoga, we did meditation. Mm -hmm. So we did meditation, um, and it was kind of, it was guided, you know, all this stuff. Um, you know, for years before that, I had people come up to me and tell me, man, you should try this. Me too. And Same I'm like, nah, I'm like, get the hell out of here, man. Yep. Me too. Get the hell out of here. My I'm own like, wife not... was trying to get me to do yoga and meditate for our entire time together for eight years, bro. Yeah. And now it took for her to leave in the year that she's been gone that I do it here and there online. I do it on YouTube. My or, sister's a yoga instructor, or, uh, man. Bro. She was like, you need to do yoga with me. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. I'm not doing that. It's, a, I, it's crazy how just stretching and breathing does something. It exhausts your body and frees your mind. Yeah. Where PTSD, you're always, your mind is always exhausted. So that's what I found at the couple of times. I want to find somebody who I could do it more regularly with. Mm -hmm. 
I kind of need a partner to kind of drive me to want to do it regularly. So I'm looking for that yoga partner, somebody who's not ashamed or fearful of it and says, yeah, I'll go do it with you. Right. So I'm hoping to find that. Or if my wife comes back home, then she'll be my regular partner. But till then, then yeah, I need I, to... I, yoga is, I, I'm a big proponent of yoga. It is, it is. And, 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 um, you, you actually physically feel different. You feel mm -hmm. more relaxed, especially on the shoulders and on the neck and the headaches. My headaches went away and Less everything. weight on you, right? Yeah, like... right. Um, but, um, yeah, I did 30 days of, in that, in that recovery center and, um, and uh, when I came out, you know, I was a I was a different person. Something clicked in there. It's that, amazing that um I hadn't it hadn't clicked before. Before I did the DDTP program um, with the VA, mm -hmm. um, I stayed at Axe in um in uh in Hillsborough and uh, Hillsborough County, and um, I was sober for three months. And then after that, I was like, you know what, I got this under control. Mm -hmm. Let me. Let me let me let me, let me start. One let me start with a little wine, you know. Yeah. Like not, I don't, I'm not a wine drinker, but you know, I was like, oh, let me let me start with a little wine, mm. and um, and one thing led to the other, man. And I had one friend of mine in there. Um, he told me the second time is harder. You're gonna hit harder, and I'm like, man, I'm not gonna be that guy. Mm. I'm not like you guys. I'm my not one of you. I, my problems are not as big as you. I don't drink and then wake up in fucking Kentucky you know, yeah. or Tennessee or something and wonder where, you know, where the hell have how, I been? How did I end how up the on the hell, back of that picture? How the truck? hell did I get in there? Um, where's my car? Yeah. You know? Um, I, I said I was not one of them. And it's not that I was saying that I was better than them. You didn't know. I just, I was just, I was like, my problem, I do have this problem. I know I have the problem, but I was, my, mine was not as big as yours. And, um, by making that comparison, I was giving myself an excuse yes. to actually go back to the bottle. Right. And be like, you know, I got it now under control. I learned something in there. Right. You know? And slowly but surely, it just, it was a snowball effect where you get to a point where you actually get into that, mm -hmm. into that dark spot uh, of your life that you kind of wonder how the hell did you get here? You kind of know how you got there, but... Now you don't know how to get out or I think that's the you biggest don't want thing to get out. For me, I found that I didn't know how to get out. So then I just rocked with it. Mm -hmm. So then I was just like, fuck it. If I can't get out, then I'm just going to be comfortable here in right. this dark and angry place. I'm just going to be this person and I'm going to make everybody else deal with it. Mm -hmm. And who and deals with it? Who deals, you know, and then what, Your family. Then what happens is that you end up alone. Mm-hmm. Everybody ends up not wanting to talk to you, have conversations with you. You're not fun, Tim, no more. You're angry, Tim. You get kicked out of happy home. You get, you get you all, know? all of that. Or they leave you. You get labeled. Exactly. Like, exactly. Oh, that's what happened to me. So it's just, it's real. And we, it's good to hear from someone else similar pain. Yeah. I've went through, we didn't have similar experiences, but our pain is very similar. It is. Where I didn't know a lot. And I had people literally, like, shaking me. My own doctor in New York, Dr. Polchak, I love her. She's, I think she's retired now, but she was my in the VA in Brooklyn. She's an amazing doctor, bro. She saved my life. Um, she's the reason why I was able to, they were able to detect my cancer at an early stage and all of that. But she would see me regularly, and she'd be like, Saul Gonzalez, 
what are you going to do today? Do you want to do a PTSD screening? She was Eastern European. <laughs> Sounds like it does so a good impression, like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. That's good. I'm learning. And she's, and I'm like, yeah, um, no, I'm okay. Why would I need to do that? Is it mandatory? No, it's not mandatory. No, I'm, I don't need to do it then. I'm good. I'm okay. Next. That question that it, we all it, ask, it is it turns, mandatory? Yep. Is that was the first thing I asked. Do I not, have to do it? Yeah. She's like, no, we kind of just do it for ourselves. Well, then I don't need to do it then. Right. Just say that I decline. And for years and years and years, I kept going through this. I met my wife. I do this. I do that. Ups and downs. And I always blamed everything else. But it was always just me. Mm-hmm. And that was, the, that was the biggest leap in my journey, in my healing journey here at the Heat Factory was when I realized the self-accountability aspect of it. I'm sure you had to, too, going through your your stages with alcohol and all of that. You have to take accountability, right? You have to you do. start you, to say, like, it's me. It wasn't like there were instances where other people did things, but I'm sure I didn't react the right way either in that no, way. So I no. probably exasperated it. And the thing is, and, yeah, I mean, I look at mine personally and, you know, my reactions— to simple stuff, mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was crazy. Like literally crazy. crazy. Like, That's the perfect like, word for me too. Yeah, it, it was, it was crazy. I, I sit now and I think about it and it, it, it kind of makes me mad at myself yes. for letting myself get to that point. Um, I mean, you're in the military and everything and you're, 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 you're taught to, you know, uh, to uphold this 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 image right. of because you're representing something that's bigger than you. And you know, when you get out, that should not be any different. You know? Um, but you kind of feel abandoned. But you too, do so feel like abandoned also. So you put that on there. It's like, well, I'm not wearing this. So now I'm gonna fucking rock the I'm gonna rock the uh the beard and the long hair and all that stuff and for those um, of you at home I have a I have a long beard. So. Yeah, but he doesn't have long hair. I <laughs> know. I'm bald. Um, I got a beer too, so I'm not just talking about yeah about Tim. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, it. It you get lost in a way, um, and for some of us, it, like me, it was not immediate. Mm. You know, um, I started having like bad effects about it um, in 2007. So uh, I tried to get help prior to that because I was going through these blackouts, mm -hmm. and then that day I realized. I need to get help. Yeah. Um, then you go to the VA and I had one, one stellar doctor there uh, tell me that it was all in my head. I, I lost it. You know, I was like, that's what I'm here for. I can't believe you're telling me that this is my head. I know it's in my freaking head, you know, that, 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 that. My wife had to hold me back. She was there with me, thank God. And I got gently escorted out of the VA. <laughs> um, and after that, I, 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 I kind of went, I, I I decided not to go to that particular VA anymore, you know, and I started going to the James Haley mm -hmm. and the James Haley, they were a little bit more, I thought they were helping my, me up a lot more. However, they were drugging the hell out of me. Which is know? something that's Which unfortunate is, that we deal with at the VA so, I mean, all across the country. Yeah. It, they had me on, they had me on Paxil at one point combined with four other medications for, mm -hmm. um, for, everything PTSD depression anxiety I mean everything it, everything was it, it, it was a cocktail well, when I went to my therapist that was the first thing that he asked me is if I was open to getting taking medications five minutes into meeting me and talking to me 
This is what the doctor asked me. Before like, I, are, you, had, are you listening to it, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But literally five minutes. Yeah, we sat five down. Minutes. I shook hands. I start to, to divulge stuff to him in five minutes. And he's like, you know, are you open to medications of any kind, like antidepressants or anything? And I'm like, bro, you didn't even let me finish saying what I'm saying and hear mm -hmm. what my pain is. You just want to medicate me. Like, that's this. Uh, like, this is what we're trying to do. This is by having regular people on here who are just who are veterans, their voice, their experiences. This is what we want people to hear out there and understand mm -hmm. that it's not just a disgruntled veteran or here or there that you hear that doesn't like the VA. There is a bigger problem, a systemic problem within the veterans affairs. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we hate the VA. We want their help. We just want to be helped when we go there. Like, yeah, but then you go there. You got instances that you go there, and the people that are there, they hate their job. Bro, that was that was you are on the same wavelength. They, that was my next thing. They hate their job. Bro, I'm like, dude, you know that when you sign that paper or they made you that offer, and they make good money to be yeah, angry. Hell yeah, man. You they know? make good money to sit there and make appointments and be mad at us because they're mad at me because I'm. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. I don't know what how busy you are. Mm -hmm. You could just be nice enough to tell me, sir. I'm, and she I'm doesn't know middle. what's going on through that veteran's head. This woman was just the rudest and most disgusting person to. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking. I'm. I got a thick skin. I could deal with people with an attitude. Like I will give you one back. Some of these people that she's talking down to her, they're old. I mean, like old, old. Like they got their daughters that are old pushing mm -hmm. them in a wheelchair to bring them to appointments. And she doesn't have the respect or the nerve to look up, speak to them, anything. She just like with attitude and just this angst. And it was just like at a certain point, I blew up, bro. Yeah. They had to get people from the CT department to come and get me. And my wife is pushing me away. And I'm like, no, these people need to know. I want her supervisor. I want who's her supervisor. Brought her supervisor out. I went and I blasted him on Facebook and all of that because something needs to be done. I spoke to the secretary of whatever for patient advocacy. I spoke to him and he called me a few times. He was trying to make sure that he got my phone call. It wasn't like I was trying to ignore him and he kept calling me, leaving mm -hmm. messages. I told him, listen, bro, I've been to six different facilities in this country. You have great programs and clinics at James A. Haley for veterans and for us all. But you have horrible people working there. Yeah, and that's exactly the point. Those that's people exactly who the... work in there, they act like they don't want to do their job. I shouldn't feel like I'm going to the DMV. I told him, it's proven, right? That if you go to a doc, it's pretty proven that if you're in a better mood, your immune system is going to be boosted because you're in a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to a hospital, to a doctor's appointment, and you have a negative attitude with me, my immune system is already compromised before I even got there, before right. I even stepped in to talk to the doctor. You're not helping me heal. And people think that smiles don't make a difference. They do. They do. Because I've been to the VA in Brooklyn and I've had nothing but not these. I don't know if it's because they hire veterans or the people just appreciate their jobs more. Smiles. It doesn't feel like I'm going to the DMV. It doesn't feel like I'm going to be uh, just like I'm in a factory because that's right. what it feels like when I go to James A. Haley sometimes like they're just checking me off a list like or you I'm parking the car and you're like I want to see how am I gonna, I'm going to get treated today exactly it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, a, but if a, I, a coin toss but if I walk I should be able to park my car and say you know what 
I'm, I'm going to the doctor. And that's it. However it goes, it goes. But I'm going to the doctor. And then I walk in and the guy, you know who are the nicest people in there? The freaking volunteers who are sitting at the information desk. Yep. Those three guys who sit there at James A. Haley, they're yeah. the nicest guys, bro. I see the same three guys. I'm sure you know who yes, they are. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. These guys, that you ask them anything about anything. They give you the info. They smile. Oh, yeah, right through there, sir. How you doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got an accent. Or where you from? Or whatever. That makes me feel better. Then I get to the receptionist to my specialty doctor wherever I'm going, and the lady don't even want to look at me. So how am I supposed to feel? It, it's, it feels like a morgue in there anyway. Like, and it's not that I have a gripe with the VA per se. I've just been to multiple facilities, and I've been to some that work and mm. some that don't. I go to Brooksville here, at the clinic. Yeah, they don't have all the facilities. Yeah, it looks like a rundown building. But you know what? When I walk in there, there's a woman named Sam who takes appointments and does everything. Okay, I look at her and she's like, hey, sweetie, how are you? How are you I doing this exactly morning? I know exactly who you're talking right? about. Right? The lady yeah. with the long hair. Yeah, she's, she's a wonderful woman. She's awesome. She, she's I mean, awesome. There's a couple people in there that they're very nice, but she just goes above and beyond yeah, she to does. smile and make you feel. She does. Like, that makes a difference, bro. Like, if I'm going to my doctor. And it doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't. She treats everybody the same she way. She don't know you from Adam. She no. says, hey, sweetheart, how are you? Come sit down. It don't matter the age, the sex, or anything. She None will, of that. She will, She has the same exact attitude towards every veteran that Those walks in Those people there. we need in more positions I of know. management within the VA because they actually understand what it means to care for us. Yeah. Not just to get an appointment or just go to the doctor. This is health care. care. And somewhere along the line, it's become business. So, um, the, you know, and I, I, if you're with the VA, you work with the VA, I'm not against the VA in any way. I love the VA. I know what the VA can do for us in a great way. It's just that it's not happening on a it's regular like every, basis. In every, but it's like in every place that you go to work, mm -hmm. every every place, if you go out to eat, you're always going to have shitty people. Right. The thing is that there's people at the VA, I think they should be held up at a higher standard yes. because you're dealing with people with mental health problems yes. with substance abuse. Yep. Um, stuff that is very, that hits very close to home. Um, you know, a, a veteran that's about to be homeless, you know, it, that's, they, they don't want to hear no. They don't want to hear, um, I can't, I can't, or, or, oh, you missed this, or I don't want to hear your excuse or why you missed an appointment. Yep. Um, you know, I've had doctors in in, 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 in in James Haley that they get a call from somebody inside the hospital where he's needed somewhere else. And the doctor's rude to that person. Mm. The colleague hangs up the phone and says, screw you, right in front of me, mm. right in front of me. I'm looking at him like, dude, you know, I'm standing right. I'm still here, right? Like, I know you think you're helping me, but you're really on a perspective way. Like, like I, I know, know, I know that if I was that other guy, I wouldn't be getting that help now. Yeah, yeah. Like I know it's, you know, it, it's. I'm still here. That's crazy. I'm bro. still here. So, you know, and then and then you then you wonder why why a lot of the vets, especially the Vietnam vets, man, that they they can't they don't want to deal with the VA. There's no trust. There's no, there's no trust. There's no, um, I mean, my dad, my dad, he's a Vietnam vet. He wants nothing to do with the VA ever, mm. ever. He's never, he doesn't want to put a claim. He can, well, you know, he can get paid if he wanted to. My neighbor's the same but way. My neighbor's the same way. He go, he does, he just deals with the VA because his wife made him and now she's passed. Mm -hmm. And now he's kind of like, I go for my once a month, once a year kind of appointment. That's all he's going to do. He yeah. doesn't care how sick he gets or whatever. He doesn't want to deal with them. And it's, and you know, the HE factory is not affiliated with the VA, but we are 
proponents of the VA. We know that the VA can help and it's here to help veterans. So we do work and try to get that. You know, it's not that anyone is bad mouthing the VA. Like I said, there are good VA facilities out there. Here in Brooksville is one of them. Like I said, at the VA uh, clinic here, it's the people that they hire. Because like I said, they have great clinics. They have great clinics there. They have great programs for us there, man. But the people, it's like... I don't, it's bad enough I have to drive 45 miles and I got to deal with your attitude too. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I know. But um, you got anything else you want to add? I mean. No, man. I mean, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, thank you for being here. I mean, I, I know, know this isn't easy. You guys are doing a great, a great job here. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as the heat goes, the heat factory goes, um, you know, you said you're not affiliated with the, with the VA, which is true. But what you guys are doing is you guys are approaching PTSD from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's important that you guys get the word out there um, to promote what you guys are doing here I'm because trying. not a lot of people know. Um, I think this is a great way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you we need to get bodies in here to to get- 100%. One, you know what I mean? You get the, the, the camaraderie yeah. part here um, that you don't get anywhere else. For sure. Seriously, so- um, I've noticed that, you know, there's no judgment here. There's, you know, you guys, you guys welcome any vet with open arms. And you don't have arms. to have an honorable and discharge to, to come an, here. You no, can you have don't. a dishonorable discharge or any of that. Like, just bring your DD-214 and whatever your issues or problems are, we'll figure it out. It doesn't matter we'll the walk of life. Everybody has walked a different yep. walk, you know, uh, a, a different path in life and everybody gets treated the same way. And that's why one, one of the reasons why Jose and I, you know, and I'm um, so grateful for you guys. You for guys, everything you, you guys do, are man. doing good things here. So it's, it, it's you guys working, well. man. Collaboration. Oh, man. we're gonna keep working, man. This thing's gonna blow up. It's collaborating. We're yeah. trying to. We're gonna put Hernando County on the map, bro. Yeah, we are. We gonna. really are. People gonna know what we about. Yep, yep. That's for yep. sure. So That's thank true. you again for being here, man. I I really appreciate your time. I know that your time is very valuable. You do a lot for a lot of people. So I really appreciate you being here again. As per as Pedro Verge, don't forget <laughs> the accent on the e. Or verge, you know, like on the verge of the sand. On the verge of something, yeah. But um, just uh, again, thank you for being here, and uh, thank you for listening to Talking Context with Tim, Cody, and Tyler. Remember that everyone has value. Stay forward, stay positive, and have a great day.